Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Thank you for joining Devoted today. Last week, I talked about Mark 5, um, part 1. I have not been released to do part 2 yet, talking about Mark 1 to, I think, 14, which is about the, the man with the legions of demons. I've not been um, released to do that yet, so I'm, I'm going to hold off on that part. I did uh, release a teaching, well, more so a warning for June, because we all know that June in USA is a time where some people uh, who are okay with the spirit of homosexuality, they go out there and they celebrate it by marching and wearing certain garments and all of that. And so I just I actually recorded this before June. I recorded it in Mar in uh, May. I just felt like I needed to release this, you know. Um, and so it was uh, mostly a a, a a message of warning and direction for parents who and teachers and ministers who have people who are homosexual that don't want to come out of that lifestyle in their ministry. And also, if they have children who have that spirit, how to, how to not encourage that spirit. Um, so it was more so like a, some advice and a teaching um, and warning. So I hope that you're able to listen to it. It's important that we, we love people, but we don't have to agree with, you know, what they practice that is not of God. I think that we live in a society where if you, are, if you disagree with somebody's lifestyle that is not in accordance to the Lord's principles in the biblical principles, then it's like you basically don't, like you, you're not supposed to have a relationship with them or you don't love them, you know? Um, I love you, I just don't like the fact that you are homosexual, you know? I love you, but I just don't like the fact that you are sleeping with a married man, you know, I love you, but I don't like the fact that, you know, you're doing drugs or you're smoking or, you know, you're having premarital sex, you know, I love you, but I don't like the fact that you're living with uh, a man and you're not married as a wife, you know, um, so just because somebody doesn't agree with your unbiblical lifestyle, doesn't mean they don't like you or love you. And so today I'm going to be um, talking about deliverance. We're going to get deliverance from Jezebel and lust. Um, like I said before, the spirit of Jezebel and lust are the two main demons that are doorkeepers for homosexuality, pornography, masturbation, uh, perversion in general, even people who dress lustful, it's all tied together. And Jezebel has a category of witchcraft. Um, if you're dealing with witchcraft, witchcraft is basically controlling, trying to be dominate, being, you know, trying to be uh, dominant over somebody unwillingly, like trying to be dominant, like. If 
you know, there is a, 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 a place where your authority ends as a leader. And then there's a place where it crosses the line, you know, and even as a husband or a wife. I think that people who have the spirit of Jezebel also have the spirit of witchcraft because, you know, manipulation is as witchcraft. Control is as witchcraft. Rebellion is as, the Bible says rebellion is as witchcraft. Manipulation is as witchcraft. So um, if you're somebody that likes to manipulate people, and manipulation can be a lot of ways. Like when parents manipulate their children to take a certain sport or do a certain thing, uh, children crying so that they can get what they want, um, husbands controlling the money so that they're, they have control over their wife. You know, you got to stay at home even though they can go out and work and still take care of the kids. Uh, women ref- refraining sex from their husbands. Uh, mother-in-law um, coming to live in the house with his son because he doesn't, she doesn't know how to separate herself from her, her son. Um, uh, a mentor you know, uh, telling you to, um, basically do more than you're supposed to, you know, um, neglect yourself to help them. And then you are, you know, crumbling and they're screaming at you and being belittering and all that to basically, um, dethrone your confidence anybody that try to dethrone your confidence to make you less to make you feel less than that's witchcraft because nobody should want a desire to belittle you to make you basically bully you to make you feel less than because they want control over you okay so if you're somebody who manipulates and even like in the church like people who raise money uh, you know, they'll say, if God hasn't said it, they'll be like, oh, there's like five people here. They're going to give $500 each, you know, or manipulate people to, to gain, to get money from them. Um, or if, you know, if you give me this amount of money, I'll prophesy on you. First of all, prophecy is not tied to money. No, 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 no. A lot of people who prophesy, a lot of true prophets do not ask for money. Okay. That's not why you prophesy. The message that God gave you to you to give to somebody it doesn't even belong to you, you know. So if anybody come to you and tell you to give them money for them to prophesy to you, or after they prophesy to you, they ask you to give them money, you need to run, 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 run for your life. Or you know, um, even like for deliverance, you know, there are people who who charge for deliverance, and there are people who say, you know, just give me whatever it is that the Lord put on your heart. Uh, to each his own concerning deliverance, but. I would say this, that um, majority of the time, it's not like, give me $2,000 and I'll drive this spirit out of you. No, it's a reasonable price. Like, oh, you know, $200 for deliverance or whatever it is that God is laying on your heart to give. And even if you don't have money and you tell that deliverance minister you don't have money, they will, they will say, that's fine, and they will help you. Those are true men and women of God. Those that are not um, 
controlled by money, you know, or controlled by power, you know. There are a lot of people that are in witchcraft because they're controlled by power. Um, like, you know, Simeon the sorcerer, okay? He wanted to be able to lay hands like Paul and Peter, you know, and all of the disciples so, so that people can receive the Holy Spirit. But that, And then Peter told him, let your money perish with you because it's not about money when it comes to the work of the Lord. And it's not about power when it comes to the work of the Lord because if you are a true disciple of God, if you're a true son or daughter of God, if you are anointed, you don't got to be in position to, to make something happen or to pray for the Lord to move. Honestly, you don't. You can just be in the room, be in the place and shift the atmosphere just by you praying or, you know, singing in tongues or praying. You don't got to be on the microphone to see a shift. You can just pray, God, send your angels here. You can just pray, God, minister to the, you know, those that are, um, those that are playing the piano, minister to them so that the, the shift that you want to bring in the room can happen. Okay. If you try to take the microphone when it's not given to you, that's witchcraft because you want control. Um, and, you know, and within the church, uh, and even in jobs, people who like, uh, power, you know, there are people who are very legalistic about positions in the church. Like I'm the leader of this group. I'm the leader of this ministry and you can come in here and, you know, um, do this or do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But know this is that spirit, no spirit. I would say that spirit, no spirit. If you're a true discerner, if you're a true, if you're a true child of God, when somebody come in your ministry or your job, you'll be able to discern, this is the man of God or this is the woman of God that I've been praying for the Lord to bring and help me. You are not, you have discernment. You'll be able to identify them in your spirit. You will not gossip about them. You will not put labels on them that is not true because you don't, because you have discernment, you know? And I, there are people in the church who are like very... Um, what's the word? Dom- dominate over positions. Like the moment they see that you know you're anointed, or that you have potential, they're like, oh, that person could take my my position. But the thing is that, you know, we plant the seeds, we water the seeds, but it's the Lord that brings the increase. Promotion comes from the Lord. It does not come from the north. It does not come from the east. It does not come from the west. It does not come from the, the south. It does not come from man. It comes from the Lord. The Bible says in Daniel that, Daniel said that, you know, God is the God that, that lifts up kings and sits them down, right? And so if you're somebody that is like very authoritative, very um, legalistic, very dominant, over your position in the church, in the workplace, like you are literally, you know, poisoning how people see other people so that you can keep your position or you are um, gossiping about somebody and, and basically, you know, putting labels on them that is not true to cause people to see them in a way that's not of God, even, even to disqualify them, you know, um, you are in witchcraft. Because you are literally killing the person's name. Uh, the Bible says that God hates, there are things that God hates. And seven is an abomination. 
It says in Proverbs 6, 16 to 19, it says, There are six things, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, meaning prideful spirit. The prideful spirit, when they offend somebody, they don't want to apologize. Even, you know, a lot of leaders have, I've come realize that some leaders have some prideful spirit, like, if you're a leader, you should be okay apologizing. Like, hey, I'm sorry about how I went about this way or did that. You know, it's okay to apologize as a leader because when you do that, it shows the people that they can trust you to be authentic. Okay? Uh, a prideful spirit does not see from their point, other people's point of view. Even if somebody comes and tells you, hey, you, you know, you offended me, you did this wrong. You're like, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't see it like that. No. You're having a prideful spirit because a prideful spirit have com- doesn't have compassion. Jesus had compassion because he saw situations from the perspective of the other person. You know, that's why he, he, when the woman who committed adultery, everybody was seen from a prideful spirit, like we should condemn this person. But God, Jesus was seeing her from a, a place of, of, you know, somebody who needed to be, to be um, redeemed. Okay, and even the woman at the well, right? Jesus was seeing her, not her situation. Okay, not just her situation, but she, he, he was seeing her as well. Um, you know, so if prideful spirit does not have the ability, the ability to see other people's perspective, even if you don't see like that, you have to be able to say, I hear what you're saying. That's not what I meant, but I hear what you're saying and I receive what you're saying because I acknowledge you. A prideful spirit does not acknowledge anybody. What they, what they did is right. And in, in their eyes, even if you come and tell them how you went about it this way was not the right way, you know, or this is what you, you meant, this is what you did and, and it didn't sit well with me, they'll be like, oh, that's not how I see it. A prideful spirit does not see beyond themselves. Only them they see in the mirror. A lying tongue. We all know what it is. You lie about people. You lie about things. Um, God hates that, you know. If you're somebody that's always lying about, you know, other people that are underneath you, like that are like your mentees or people that are serving underneath you so that the leader does not see potential in that person to promote them. You know, like Potiphar's wife lied about Joseph, you know, that, is, that, that can lead to, that is part of witchcraft because you're distorting, you're destroying the person's name. Uh, hands that shed innocent blood. Okay, that's, you know, meaning that you're killing somebody, um, not in like self-defense, you know, uh, but like you're li- deliberately killing somebody. And also not just like in the physical, but also, um, and then in the spiritual, okay, a heart that devises wicked schemes, like you literally like scheming against somebody, like when um, Potiphar's wife came toward um, Joseph, and Joseph didn't want to sleep with her, she had a, you know, a scheme, she, she had a scheme in her heart, like, oh, he, he rejected her, so now he's going to lie on, on, on him, and and cause him to go to prison, right? You're, you know, going around lying on people, saying this about them. Oh, that person wanna, wanna do this, wanna do that. When in fact, it's not that at all. Um, those are things that God hates. And I'm talking about these things because these are tied to witchcraft. Okay, these are tied to witchcraft and to Jezebel. Okay, 
feet that are quick to rush into evil. Uh, God hates that, uh, meaning that you're quick to rush into sin. Okay, I, whenever I read this, feet that are quick to rush into evil, I think of gossip. Like, you know, if the person is not there, do not gossip. For me personally, the person that I I I gossip to is the Lord. He is the one I tell. I tell everything to the Lord. I tell him everything. I'm like, Lord, I need to I need to vent to you. You I need to let you have to hear me out. He's the one that I go to and I vent to and I tell him how I feel, what the person did, what I did, you know. And over time, look, if you vent to the Holy Spirit, if you vent to God, you will be able to see everything. He will reveal your heart to you. He will reveal the other person's heart to you. And he, he will reveal what you need to do to you. I don't call, I don't pick up the phone and call this person and be like, oh, this is what this, no. I always go to the Lord. And if I go to the Lord and I don't remember the last time I pick up a phone and just sat and gossip about somebody who did me wrong or somebody like I don't do that and even when my friends bring such um gossip to me what I do I remember I don't know who this is for but one of my friend had an issue with her friend and she uh called me before she called me the Lord told me to call her and I was like okay I'll call her that evening, she called me, and I was like, okay, the Lord told me, well, I told her, the Lord told me to call you, so I guess there's something going on that you called me, and so, you know, she had some certain issues that she was having, that could be an open door for gossip, but being a woman of God, I was like, I prayed before I started to talk to her, and I was able to help her by hearing what, what the Lord was saying, what the Holy Spirit was leading me to say, so that she can see what she's doing, so that she can see what the other person is doing, and then see what God wants to say into it, into the situation. And even God gave me like Bible verses to give to her. Okay, and then I prayed with her at the end. There was no gossip because my friends know, all of them, they know Bernice is not somebody you bring gossip to because I will shut it down quick. They know that. So gossiping is also a form, it's part of witchcraft, okay? Part of Jezebel's spirit of being controlling, manipulative. Um, And then a false witness who pours out lies, the same thing. And the one that God, God, it's detestable to the Lord, is somebody who stirs up conflict in the community, okay? This is talking about people who like you know there are people from your past that sometimes because they have not healed or they have, they might feel guilty or they might feel hurt they will come into your present to distort how people see you by you know causing strife or causing conflict and so instead of people having like a clean slate for you they already like put seeds of sabotage, okay? Or even people who come into a certain job, a community, church, you know, ministry that just want to stir up trouble, you know, intentionally, you know. Um, so these are things that God hates. And all of these things are basically things that people who have Jezebel spirit, they do. They really do. Like I said, Jezebel spirit comes with pride as well. 
So um, let's look at these things that we're going to talk about today. Um, today's deliverance, okay? You're going to get free from the spirit of Jezebel and lust. Um, and then I'm going to post about self-control. I should have really done like, um, you know what? I'm going to do just Jezebel, just just the spirit of Jezebel. Because the self-control teaching I'm going to do is about self-control against um, pornography, masturbation, and uh, lust, and sex. That's the next um, series for perversion is self-control. Uh, because self-control will help you overcome sin. Um, and so I'm just going to do prayer for Jezebel to release yourself from the spirit of Jezebel. So, Lord, um, I thank you for this moment right now, Father. I pray for your angels to come here in this room and in the room that my sister or brother is listening from. I ask for your angels of deliverance, healing, your warrior angels to ascend into these places. I surrender these places to you, God, my place to you. I surrender my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul to you. I put on the full armor of the Lord, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace. In the name of Jesus, I pick up my shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the enemy, and I pick up my sword, which is your word. And so, Father, as we come to today to pray, we stand on your word in Matthew when he talks about Matthew 15, talk about the Gentile who shows her faith, because indeed, God healing is the children's bread and so we pray as sons and daughters your word says it says that in romans those those that are led by the spirit are the sons of god and so we are being led by the spirit of the lord so father wherever two or three are gathered in your name you are there and so we welcome you here have your way i pray for deliverance i pray for faith in the room let faith arise today that everyone that is listening that has a spirit of Jezebel, will be delivered in the name of Jesus. For Jesus' sake, Lord, let deliverance come for your people. And so in the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Come on and mow me 
God to touch and revive his people again. This night was designed for God to move however he chooses. So if you're waiting on another structured song, you're not going to get it tonight. We wanted to build an altar right here in this place. So wherever you are right now, build your altar now. Come on, build it. Build your altar. Some say, I don't know how to build an altar. Wherever there was a place that God spoke or he moved in any way, the people of God built an altar as an honor, sign of honor to him. Wherever God moved or wherever he, he made a way or whenever he did something or whenever he required a sacrifice. And our hearts must be willing to build an altar. Not only where we can bless him for all the things that he's done, but so we can give him everything that he is requiring out of us. So right where you are, build an altar. Go. Right now. Build it. Construct it. Build it. It's honor to the King of Glory. So I want you to, um, if you need to get like uh, something that, like a rubber bag or something that you can like, if you need to spit or puke, um, whatever. So deliverance is, it, it, there are different things that will happen, okay? Some of you might actually manifest by like screaming or um Coughing, sneezing, yawning, um, crying, burping, farting, vomiting. You might even feel like you need to go to the bathroom or you need to pee. Okay? So whatever your body is trying to release, release it. Do not, do not stop it. Okay? Because uh, spirit, you know... The, the Bible says that um, in John 4, you know, we are to worship the, the Lord in spirit and in truth. Um, the Lord is spirit, okay? Angels are spirit beings, okay? I, the, Bible says, the Bible says that I read the ministering spirits. Remember that demons are fallen angels, Okay? When Satan was cast down because of his rebellion, he took some of the some of the angels with him, right? And those 
fallen angels or demons. So they are still spirits, okay? And a spirit enters through the breath canal, okay? And so how you're able to release it is through the breath canal. You're like, oh, wait, I didn't know my eyes had a breath canal. Well, your eyes has holes in there somewhere underneath it, okay? So you have some type of space in your eyes that can go in. That's why when you get something in your eye, you have to, like, you know, wash it off. Um, and so whenever you need to release something, let it go. Do not hold on to it, okay? Um, that's also why when the spirit in the man in Mark 5, who had the legions of demons, left him, okay, it went into the pigs. It's spirit that went into the pigs, okay? And then the pigs drowned themselves. So, uh, before we, we, we go into it, I want to I wanna build up your faith. I want to build up your faith by reading Matthew 15, 22 to 28. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, and uh, worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So this has a lot to say. But I want you to focus on this. This woman was persistent. Jesus came. He said he came for the lost sheep. And the woman is like, you know what? I'm going to worship you. And he said, Lord, help me. She proclaimed it. She said, Lord, help me. She was desperate. Deliverance is for those that are desperate. If you're not desperate, it's not going to it's not going to be as effective as it should be for you. God looks at your desperation to help you be set free. That's why when he went to the man who was at the at the uh, pool, pool of, um, I forgot the name of the pool. Oh my gosh, it's on my lips. Anyway, it will come to me. I forgot the name of the pool. But he was at the pool, and you know, whenever the angel came and stirred up the pool, um, Bethesda, yeah, pool of Bethesda. Whenever the angel came and stirred the pool, the man just kept laying there, kept laying there. He was desperate, but he wasn't desperate enough to want to, you know, see himself, you know, um, delivered from that. He was on, he was at that pool for a long, for years. So when Jesus came, what did Jesus ask him? Do you want to be, do you want to be made well? And he said, yes, he wants to, but whenever, you know, this happens and he, the people go in and he cannot, you know, help himself. But Jesus still asked him. Jesus knew that already, that he couldn't help himself, but he still asked him, do you want to be made well? Because your deliverance is first start in your mind and in your heart. That's all God needs for you to want it. Okay? 
Um, and then he answered to her, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she was really like persistent. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And Jesus said, you know what? I see your faith. Let it be done to you as, you know, let it be to you as you desire. And that very hour, her daughter was made well. And so even people who are not Christians have had deliverance. There are people who have had deliverance that are not Christians. And then they, they, later, they later on convert to Christianity because of that deliverance. So because they had faith. Because they tried everything, they could not be set free and say, you know what, let me just try Jesus. Even though I don't know Jesus, let me just try Jesus. And they got delivered. And that deliverance was the doorway to them believing that Jesus is powerful. That Jesus is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the, the God of Gods. That he is the Messiah. That he's, he is the Son of God. And so if you want to, before I go on, if you want to receive salvation, um, this is a time to receive salvation. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I know that I have sinned against you. I repent of all of it. I believe that you came down as a man, as a word in flesh, and you died on the cross for my sins. And you got buried and you, you rose up on the third day. And so I pray to you and I receive all forgiveness that you've given me because of your death and your resurrection. I ask you to come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and I'll make you my Lord and Savior. I ask that from this day going forward, my life is yours. That I live this life not for myself, but with Jesus Christ. As according to Galatians 2.20. And so I receive you as my Lord. And as your daughter or your son. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Alright. So, let's look at this. Um, I want you to... Say this after me. First, I want you to put on your full armor of God. Put on the helmet of salvation. Say, God, in the name of Jesus, I put on my helmet of salvation, my breastplate of righteousness, my belt of truth, my shoes of peace. In Jesus' name, I put on the, the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. And in the, in the name of Jesus, I put on the, uh, the sword, which is your word. The sword of the spirit, which is your word. So in order to be free and receive personal deliverance from the spirit of Jezebel, you have to first admit that it has a seat in your heart. Before you can be free, you have to confess. You have to acknowledge that you have that. That's why I started off giving you examples of how you know that you have the spirit of Jezebel. Okay, and I said witchcraft, and some of you might not be like, oh my gosh, it is part of witchcraft, okay? Um, and so 
you have to acknowledge that yes verbally acknowledge that lord i admit that i am that i do have this spirit okay it is the only way that you can denounce and dethrone it the reason why um the man with the legions of demons said to jesus why you come here to torment us you know it's because demons like to hide they don't want anybody to know they're there so when you um admit it you begin to dethrone them that's why somebody who lies who have, who, have, who has the spirit of lying whenever they are caught in a lie they get angry or they get upset or they 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 don't feel they 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 lash out they lash out because that spirit has been caught okay instead of humbly saying oh i'm sorry that i lied they lash out okay that's how spirit is so if somebody who's dressed like who's dressed like a psalms uh proverbs 7 harlot you see that person outside of the house and you say put put some clothes on you're dressing really seductively instead of humbly receiving it they get upset because you just pointed out the demon or the spirit in them okay you denounce the spirit through repentance and with humility of your heart and remove it from the the thrones of your heart okay so this is one of the ways that you you remove the spirit is that you have to have a humble heart okay this woman in matthew 15 she was really humble before the lord she was not prideful a humble heart will say lord help me okay a humble heart will say i am at fault lord help me i have this thing in me i don't like it i need you to help me okay so a humble heart will receive conviction of the Holy Spirit. One, two, will admit it that they do have that thing. Three, they will ask the Lord humbly to help them. All right, so we've had a song that was played. I hope that you allowed it to minister to you during the time that you were listening to it and set the atmosphere. Um, during this time, you can put on worship in the background a song that really exalts the name of Jesus, the name of the Lord. Um, there are a lot of prophetic songs that you can put on. Embassy Worship is one of them. Um, a lot of songs, Some is Rain, I love that. Maverick City, whatever worship music, or if you don't want, you know, worship music, you can put on instrumental worship music. Um, there's a lot of prophetic instrumental worship music that you can play in the background uh, to set the atmosphere uh, for this deliverance, okay? Now, I'm going to be praying uh, with you concerning this. I want you to uh, say this after me. This is for deliverance for witchcraft. And then after this, after this renunciation, we, you will then go and renounce Jezebel as well. Like I said, Jezebel and witchcraft is like twins, okay? The spirit of witchcraft and Jezebel, they are very close together, okay? So you've already given 
your um your life to Christ if you if you were backsliding it's good to re, re you know dedicate your life back to Jesus because honestly uh if you're um if you were in um witchcraft meaning that it might not be like actual burning sage because burning sage is witchcraft uh if you didn't know that it is reading horoscopes is witchcraft um those people that believe in um like pisces and all of that that's witchcraft um and also new age you know those stones and uh, rock necklaces that people will be putting on to you know prevent certain spirit like push away certain spirit energy things those are all witchcraft okay um because i don't see anywhere in the bible that tells us to have stones around us to um push away demons and push away spirits from us so um if you're doing any of those things it's important not to do any of those things witchcraft can be as intense as the things i listed and as unintentional as controlling people manipulating people being seducing with your body to to intentionally tempt somebody to fall into temptation those are also witchcraft um Jezebel because you're trying to have dominance over somebody and your actions and the the, the devil is the master of witchcraft because he tried to be the leader in heaven trying to take God's place and nobody can take God's place that's why we cannot serve two masters right bible says that we have to give our whole heart to the lord and so um i want you to pray this we, you're going to renounce the spirit of witchcraft and then afterwards you're going to renounce the spirit of Jezebel and then i'm going to command the spirit to come out of you okay after you renounce the spirit of Jezebel and you repent and all of that you will um say amen at the end of course you 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 will feel like you need to sneeze you need to burp you need to fart you need to yawn let it all out okay let it all out um and so let say this after me lord jesus lord jesus christ i believe that you are the son of god and you died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead I repent from all my sins, known and unknown. I turn from all my sins, known and unknown. In the name of Jesus, I renounce them and I reject them. I renounce and reject the sin of witchcraft, trying to control other people and get them to do what I want. Trying to manipulate other people and get them to do what I want. sending curses against people to cause them to do what i want i confess it as a sin and i recognize that it's a spirit of witchcraft that causes me to do this sin if that is so i ask you jesus to forgive me and i receive your forgiveness by faith i take my stand against witchcraft I take my stand against witchcraft in the name of Jesus and I break its hold over my life. I renounce it and I expel it in Jesus name. 
Now, you might feel like you are burping, screaming, farting, yawning. Mostly people yawn. It comes out of out of mouth. You might feel um, some fire over you. You might feel... So people shake. There's different ways that manifestation happens. So let it all happen. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Um, just say amen. Let it all out. Keep yawning. Keep... If you're crying, cry it out. Let it all go, okay? Now we're going to renounce the spirit of Jezebel. And then I'm going to command Jezebel, witchcraft, to come out. If any of them are still in there, I'm going to command them to come out. But this renunciation, majority of the time, renunciation causes these spirits to start to um, come out. Okay, some people, all they have to do is just renounce it and it, the, the spirit leaves. Okay, some some people, you actually have to command the spirit to come out. Um, so let's uh, renounce the spirit of Jezebel. So I want you to repeat this after me. All right. Say, in the name of Jesus... Father, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I have this spirit. And you say the name Jezebel, okay, in me. It might be in my bloodline, but it might be in me, but I know that I have it. And so, in the name of Jesus, I ask for your help, Lord. I need you to help me remove this demon out of me. I don't want this spirit in me anymore. And so I yield my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul, everything in me to you, Jesus. I submit myself under your care at this moment. And I ask for deliverance, total, complete deliverance. And so, Lord, send your angels to help me. Send your angels, Lord Jesus, to help with this deliverance. I repent. For entertaining the spirit. I repent. For going along with what the spirit wanted to do. I repent. For allowing the spirit to use me to hurt people. And to control people. And to manipulate people. And to seduce people. In the name of Jesus. I admit. And I renounce the spirit. In Jesus' name. And I ask you, God, to forgive me for opening the doors to Jezebel. In the mighty name of Jesus, I lose the horns of, of heaven against Jezebel. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke and I bind the spirit of witchcraft, lust, seduction, intimidation, adultery, whoredom connected to Jezebel. In Jesus' name, I release the spirit of Jehu against Jezebel and her cohorts. In the name of Jesus, I command Jezebel to, to be thrown down and, eat, eat, and eaten by the horns of heaven. In the name of Jesus, I discredit all spirits of false teaching, false prophecy, adultery, and perversion connected with Jezebel. In the name of Jesus, I pronounce tribulation against the kingdom of Jezebel. I cancel every assignment of Jezebel in Jesus' name against the prophets, the ministers of God, against my life and those in my life.
In the name of Jesus, I destroy the powers of every word curse released by Jezebel over my life and the lives of my family members. And even the word curses I released against other people because of the spirit of Jezebel within me. In the name of Jesus, I reject Jezebel's table and all foods offered unto idols. In the name of Jesus, I free myself from every curse of Jezebel operating in my bloodline. In the name of Jesus, I revoke the assignment of Jezebel and her children to corrupt me, my life, the church. In the name of Jesus, I do not practice the whoredoms of Jezebel. I have the pure spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, I abort the assignment of the spirit of Herodes to kill the prophets. I cut off witchcraft out of my hands, witchcraft out of my eyes, witchcraft out of my body, my mind, my family members, my sexual organs, operating under the Jezebel spirit. In the name of Jesus, I break the power and control of Jezebel over my life, my family, my church, and everything connected to me. In the name of Jesus, I overcome Jezebel and I receive the power over the nations. In the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of Jezebel to go. I command it to come out now in Jesus' name. I command that spirit to go. I want you to be quiet. This, this is the moment I'm going to command that spirit to come out, okay? So you just receive. Just say, in Jesus' name, amen. Your uh, renouncing has, has been done. You've renounced Jezebel. Now it's time for it, that spirit to come out. So whatever happens, just release it. If you need to scream, scream, whatever it is, okay? So in the name of Jesus... By the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, I command that spirit of Jezebel to come out of you. Get out of that person. They have renounced you. They have rejected you. They want nothing to do with you. They want you out. So in the name of Jesus, come out. 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 Out of their mouth. Out of their nose. Out of every opening doors that you've taken in their lives. Out of their marriage. Out of their body. Get out, out of their belly. Out. Out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Out of their feet. Out in Jesus' name. By faith receive deliverance. Holy Spirit, I ask you to... All right, Lord. I apply the blood of Jesus into the empty places right now. I apply the blood of Jesus into every empty place that is been been emptied by any foul spirit. And I command the fire of God into those places in Jesus' name. I pray that those places are surrendered to the Lord. I want you to surrender those places to the Lord. If you're still screaming or burping or, you know... Um, Yawning, just keep yawning. But surrender those places to the Lord. Say, Lord, I surrender every empty places in me. The places that Jezebel used to take ownership, I surrender it to you, Lord Jesus. That you be dominion over it. That you be the master of it. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to please fill them. 
Fill those that have been delivered. Fill them right now. Fill the empty spaces in them completely. Lord, pour your oil on them. Pour your oil on them, Lord Jesus. That those places are completely filled. Give them the spirit of Jehu, God. Give them the spirit of Jehu in the name of Jesus. And give them the spirit of humility. Humility, Lord. In Jesus' name. All right. Um, if nothing happened to you, you can, uh, one thing is that you can re-listen. Deliverance is um, prophetic in nature, meaning that you have to start to try and yawn or try and release something, okay, out of your mouth, like cough, okay? You have to do something. It means that if nothing happens, it means that you don't have Jezebel, and that's a good thing, okay? Or that you don't have faith enough to receive that deliverance, okay? Uh, God does not force deliverance on people. And so we thank you, Lord, for this moment, for delivering your people, your children. And we ask that every open door that was open to the spirit of Jezebel be shut in the name of Jesus. We close those doors right now. That there will not be any more influences of Jezebel on your lives. But instead, there will be the Holy Spirit influence on your lives. That they will yield your ear gates, their eye gates, their, your heart, your body, your spirit, your soul to you, God. That you will be the one to direct them. Not the spirit. And so we thank you. And we bless your holy name. And it's in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen.
when you invite the Holy Spirit, you will not gratify the flesh. You will not gratify um, anything that's not of God. Okay. So always invite the Holy Spirit. If 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 the if the spirit of Jezebel was active in how you dress, go out there and get um, clothes that are not seducing. Okay. If the spirit of Jezebel was in your marriage bed, like you were, or in your marriage period, you were controlling, manipulative toward your husband, if you're a wife, or if you're a man, controlling, manipulative toward your, your wife, mostly with men, it's controlling. Um, ask the Lord how you can be compassionate and humble and put the other person first, because that's what marriage is about. Marriage is about compromise, right? And so wherever you felt like you were being controlling, maybe in the money or in the bedroom or even in the chores, step back and pray and ask the Lord, how do you want me to handle this in your way? Because our, our thoughts are not God's thoughts and our, our ways are not his ways, right? And so ask the Lord, how do you want me to handle this the right way? And if you need to go on a fast and pray, go on a fast and pray. Go on a fast and pray and ask the Lord to literally help you in that area. If the spirit of Jezebel was in leadership, because you were in leadership, so you were belittling the people around you or in or your job, step back, not in, in the leadership position, but in, in prayer and worship and ask the Lord to teach you how to be a better leader, to teach you how to be a better person when you lead. Okay? And if you're somebody that is going around destroying people's names because you want to have control over how people see them or be manipulative, you need to repent and pray forgiveness. And also, if what I hear the Lord saying is that if you need to go to the person and tell the person, I'm sorry that I, I, I try to destroy your name. I gossip about you, not even knowing you. Or I gossip about you, period. And I'm sorry that I did that. Forgive me for gossiping about you. Or trying to destroy your name. And um, forgive yourself. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. And if you uh, mark it down today. And say, today, June 9th, 2022. Is the last day I'm going to be manipulative, controlling. Okay. Allow Jezebel to influence me seductively by being seducing, okay? You don't, um, you don't want to continue in that way. So seek the Lord in helping you keep being who God called you to be. If you're somebody that dressed seductive, I want you to read Proverbs 7. Uh, Proverbs 7 will, talk tally, will tell you about what, how God sees harlotry, seducing outfits and seducing spirit, okay? And that's wisdom from Solomon to David, okay? Um, so what we did today by praying, and I referenced Jehu, you're probably like, well, who is Jehu, Okay? 
I want us to look at Second Kings nine thirty. Second uh, Kings nine thirty, and also Second Kings ten thirty six. Um, this is this is about Jehu killing Jezebel. Elijah did not kill Jezebel. It was Jehu that killed Jezebel. Elijah was scared of Jezebel. People who are who are able to dethrone Jezebel is because God has given them the spirit of Jehu. Okay. Um, and when you go to bed, pray over your your dream. Surrender your dream to the Lord. Okay. I want you to read Second Kings nine thirty, uh, and then Second Kings ten. Ten. Um, 36. So 9.30 says, Then Jehu went to Jezreel. When Jezebel heard about it, she put on eye makeup. And that's the seducing part of Jezebel, okay? Arranged her hair and looked out of a window. Arranged her hair, seducing. Look out of the window, monitoring spirit. Because people who have controlled spirit of Jezebel and manipulation, they have to monitor to be able to do those things. As Jehu entered the gate, she asked, Have you come in peace? You, uh, Zem- Zemri, you murderer of your master. This is what Jehu called her. He looked up at the window and called out, Who is on my side? Who? Two or three inches looked out at him. Throw her down, Jehu said. So they threw her down and some of her blood spattered the wall and the horses as they trampled her underfoot. Jehu went in and ate and drank. Take care of that cursed woman, he said, and bury her, for she was a king's daughter. But when they went out to bury her, they found nothing except her skull, her feet, and her hands. Um, They went back and told Jehu, who said, this is the word of the Lord, that he spoke through his servant uh, Elijah the Tisbite. On the plot of ground at Jezreel, dogs will devour Jezebel's flesh. Jezebel's body will be dung will be like dung on the ground in the plot at Jezreel, so that no one will be able to say this is Jezebel. And so that's how she died. She died because she died by the hands of Jehu, and Jehu had other people that helped him overthrow her. Okay, and dogs came and eat up her flesh. Thank you, Jesus. So this is a good thing. So let's celebrate. What did what did Jehu do? It says here. Jehu went in and ate and drank. So right now, go and celebrate your deliverance. Go eat and drink some water, whatever it is that non-alcoholic drink that you drink. This is not promoting go and drink alcohol. No, no, no. Go and drink, you know, go celebrate. Go eat, you know, something good and drink. Uh, some non-alcoholic drink. Just, just enjoy your day that you deliver today. Okay. Some people like to take communion. Um, if you feel like you should take communion, you can. You know, um, you can look in. I believe it's. Uh, let me find it for you guys. It's Second Corinthians. If I'm mistaken, I'm not. Ooh, yeah, it's First Corinthians, eleven, twenty-three to thirty-four. That's where communion is. If you want to take communion today, 
All right, so thank you so much for listening. Today I played songs by Summer's Rain, okay, in his refreshing um, here in this room. And then I played a song release by Summer's Rain. So thank you for joining, and you have a blessed day. Continue to seek the Lord. Go in prayer, worship. Take time out every day to pray, worship, okay? Again, if you're a woman who dresses seductively, who used to dress seductively by, by allowing the spirit of Jezebel to, to influence you to be a snare for men, or if you're a man, to be a snare for women, your way of conquering Jezebel after being delivered today is to throw away those outfits that you wore that promote seduction. Example of those outfits is those midriff showing dresses and clothes that show your belly. Those are, those are Jezebelic outfits, okay? Before you go into your closet, pray to the Lord, Holy Spirit, open my eyes, remove the scales from my eyes, help me to see what to keep and what not to keep, okay? Play worship in the atmosphere as you're, you know, pruning your, your red robe. Remove all those seducing outfits and throw them away. And go out and buy modest, purity, nice, modest outfits. Because I'm going to be very honest with you. A man who want to marry a woman, it's not by what you're wearing. Okay? It's more than that. If he sees you dressing seductively, I would say 8 out of 10 chances he's not going to marry you. Most men that really are God-fearing will not want to do that unless you are, you know, Hosea, who God told him to actually marry a prostitute. But most men want a woman who's modest. And you are a queen. You are a daughter of God. You are a temple of the Lord. Your body is a temple. So cherish that temple, okay? Cover up. You can be beautiful and covered up. You don't got to wear a big, you know, dress to cover No. Just be modest in it, all right? So let the Lord lead you, okay? If you Go to your girlfriends and be like, hey, help me. I need to be able to dress more modest. Help me out. Even go to the church. Go to your pastor's, your, your pastor's wife, okay? And ask her to help you be modest. Trust me, she will be happy to help you be modest, okay? She will help you, okay? She will tell you where to go get dresses and all of that. Somebody that you look up to in the church that you know that can help you be modest, okay? Or if you're married and Jezebel Spirit was influencing your marriage, there are a lot of churches that have really great marriage ministries. Go and get go and get more help in ministry. Like, hey, I used to really be controlling manipulative in my marriage, but I got delivered from, from I got delivered from Jezebel. I need you to help me to not be controlling manipulative in my marriage. You gotta go over there and ask them to help you. You know, they they are more than happy. They are really great ministry couple ministries in the church okay if you need to go to therapy with your husband if your wife go to therapy with him if you need to go to therapy with your wife if your husband go and do therapy okay i personally like you know therapists who are who have a background in you know um christianity um and also if you're somebody who was manipulative trying to be controlling uh, in the workplace, in ministry and leadership, by being, you know, dominating over people with, with control manipulation. Take some leadership courses, you know, John Maxwell, he has great leadership courses. And John Maxwell, he is a Christian, okay? He talks about Jesus. So 
go and look at John Maxwell's leadership teachings and get some revelation, get some books on leadership, how to, you know, lead in a, in a place of humility. That's a good book to try and find out how to lead in a place of humility. Okay. God bless you. Love you all. Jesus loves you. And you are free. Who the sun sets free is truly free indeed. Live in your freedom with Jesus Christ. I want to end with this um, Galatians 2.20. I want to remind you, Galatians 2.20, it says here, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Remember that. Be blessed. Love you all. All right. So if you pray this prayer, um, you have received deliverance. It's important that you intentionally do not open yourself to the Spirit again, meaning that you have to watch what you do. Okay? You have to be mindful. Everything that you do, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You know, is it is is what you do in alignment with the Word of God? Because we know that Jezebel likes control. If you're trying to be controlling, manipulative, or prideful, whatever you do, ask yourself those things. Am I trying to be manipulative when I do this? Am I trying to be, you know, um, controlling when I do this? Am I trying to be... Um, prideful when I do this you have to ask yourself those questions you know am I being kind am I being helpful is this true according to the word of God okay it's important that you be mindful of what you are doing and be led by the Lord because the Bible says that those that are led by the spirit of the Lord are the sons of God it says in Romans. So every day, surrender your, your, your uh, actions, your, your day to the Lord. And say, Lord, from this day going forward, you tell me what you want me to do. You tell me how you want me to do this. How you want me to, you know, go here. How you want me to talk to this person. Invite the Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord say, invite the Holy Spirit into it. When you invite the Holy Spirit... You will not open the door to, you know, demons. We will keep quiet. We won't be ashamed. We'll keep confessing. Jesus reigns. No matter how.
So thank you for listening to Devoted Today. I hope that you feel light. Uh, you feel the light of Jesus. You feel refreshed. You feel like a weight has been lifted off. You feel like you're a new person. You feel closer to God. I hope that you feel restored, okay? That's what deliverance is supposed to do, to make you feel better, make you feel at peace, make you feel like you're closer to the Lord, make you feel more of who God called you to be, a woman of God or a man of God, okay? That the weight has been lifted off and now you are new in Christ. Um, I want you to anoint your home. If you did um, do the deliverance in your home, anoint your home with some anointing oil. Um, ask the Lord, re- rededicate your house back to the Lord. Tell the Lord to um, take over your home. Uh, if there's anything in your home that is not godly, uh, if you have any sage burning, any uh, items that promote witchcraft, promote Jezebel, this is a time to go through your house and cleanse your house, okay? Um, surrender your house to the Lord. Uh, plead the blood of Jesus over your home. Command every spirit and son of God to leave your house. Um, ask the Lord to send his angels into your home to guard your home and to uh, cleanse your house, okay, in Jesus' name. And then just uh, decree and declare Psalms 91 over your house, uh, Psalms 23 over your house, all right? Uh, and, and continue to look in the Word. Every time you have to make a decision, set your mind on uh, Philippians 4.8, okay? Philippians 4.8 talks about how we are to... Uh, think of things that are just, of things that are noble, of things that are going to report. Those are all things in the spirit. We have to guard our mind, okay? We have to make sure that we put our mind in the Lord, in the righteousness of God, in the holiness of God. And um, to think of things that are righteous, you know, to to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. You know, the Bible says in the Word of God in Psalms that... Um, let no sin rule over me, but let your word rule over me. The Bible also says that 
the Bible says that, you know, man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Ask the Lord from this day going forward, I want you to direct my steps. And one important thing that the Holy Spirit is bringing to me, anybody in your life right now that is not divinely put in there by the Lord, that is causing you to fall into Jezebel's spirit assignment, to fall into witchcraft, to do things that are not righteous to the Lord, I want you to pray to God and ask him to remove anyone in your life that is not from him, that is not divinely sent, that he will replace them with divine people that he wants for you, okay? And so um, I hope that this episode blessed you. Know that you are a child of God. I decree Psalms 91 over you. You are under the fire of God, under the wings of Jehovah, under his banner. He is Jehovah Nisi, the banner, okay? So now that you are resting your head on the rock of Jesus today, just as Jacob rested his head on the rock and he had encounter with angels, you are resting your head on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. This life is with you and Jesus, no longer bound to the past, but now you're a new creature. You're moving forward in who God has called you to be. You're triumphing. You're, you're moving from glory to glory, from victory to victory, okay? In this coming weeks, put on worship in your house. If you uh, go on uh, YouTube, there are Bible, uh, audio Bible. You can play audio Bible in your house. Um, you can start with Jeremiah. You can start with Romans. Whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, play that, okay? Read your Bible. Get a devotional, do some devotion. Bible app plan has a lot of devotions you can do, okay? Get yourself engulfed in the spirit of the Lord, okay? Make no room for evil. Make no room for the flesh. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. And always, every day, put on the full, put on the full armor of God. Every day like you're dressing yourself. Every single day, okay? You are blessed. You are loved. And you are free. Who the sun sets free is truly free indeed. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning into Devoted. If you think this is going to bless somebody else, kindly share it with them. Thank you so much.